So let's turn to Scripture together, and our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, so chapter 6, and it's verses 8 to 11. That's Isaiah chapter 6, and verses 8 to 11, page 697, if you want to follow it in the Church Bibles. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused, Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, Hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Then I said, For how long, O Lord? And he answered, Until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then we stand for the reading of the Gospel, which is from Matthew chapter 25 and verses 1 through to 13. Alleluia, alleluia, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia. So hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Another of Jesus' parables. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to a wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So, Father, we pray that by your Spirit you would speak to us as we reflect on your word together. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we've already said, um, Advent is traditionally known as a season of waiting awaiting the coming of the Messiah, the celebration of his birth, and a reminder that one day he'll return in glory. 
And uh, over these uh, next few weeks during Advent, LICC, London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, who we work very closely with at Christchurch, are producing weekly reflections on the theme of waiting. And it's their first blog that informs my offering this morning. I wonder what you are waiting for. There's all sorts of very trivial things we can wait for. So uh, this week, I was waiting rather a long time one morning to get into the bathroom because uh, my son was hogging it. (laughs) I was waiting for a book to arrive to enable me to plan a sermon series. I was waiting for the FA Cup draw on Monday night to see who my team might be playing. I've been waiting for responses to emails and phone calls. All sorts of trivial waiting. I confess I don't particularly enjoy waiting. I'd rather have things now. But waiting is very much a part of life. You might be waiting for test results. You might be waiting for contact from a relative you haven't heard from for some time. Maybe you're waiting for a parcel delivery. Waiting is very much a part of life. And the Jews, of course, had to wait a long time for Messiah to appear. We as Christians continue to wait for Jesus' return one day. But how should we wait? Well, in the first of the LICC Reflections, the theme is Waiting for Success. It might seem quite a strange title, Waiting for Success. But there's a focus on the prophet Isaiah. And the question is asked, what did success look like for the prophet Isaiah? He was called to a task by God. He responded to that call in obedience. But obedience is not the same as success. Isaiah was called to a task where the outcome would be people ignoring him. To the outside world, his mission would seem like a failure. To quote from the reflection, Isaiah got his big break when he was commissioned in a temple to be a prophet right after he thought God would kill him. Success at last! Isaiah will be the very mouth of God. If prophecy were a profession, he'd just been appointed as CEO of Prof. S.E. Limited. But there's a catch. He's called to be a doomed prophet. He will speak God's words, but the people won't listen. For how long, Lord, Isaiah asks. The answer is bleak, until the land lies ruined. This is Isaiah's calling, to preach to a people who won't listen for a long time. His career as a prophet will look like failure, but it's following God's call. In one sense, all through life, we're waiting. We're waiting in the sure knowledge that one day we will meet with Jesus. The time of our death or when he comes again. We play a waiting game and we put our times and talents to good use. Hopefully, like Isaiah, we're open to God's prompting along the way and seeking to serve his purposes. What does success look like in God's eyes for us. Is God seeking fruitfulness or faithfulness? 
Of course, we want to see results. We want to feel that we're making a difference. But in reality, spiritual fruitfulness and success, as we might call it, is often invisible. Because of that, we can sometimes have a bit of a downer on ourselves. Maybe we've got a loved one who's standing apart from God despite our constant prayers and encouragement. Maybe we feel that our efforts at sharing our faith go unrewarded. Maybe we feel we're not very disciplined at reading the Bible. Fruitfulness is clearly an aspiration of any follower of Christ. There are plenty of scriptures that speak of fruitfulness. But I wonder whether faithfulness trumps fruitfulness every time in God's economy. Mother Teresa of Calcutta said, God has not called me to be successful, he has called me to be faithful. Eugene Peterson, no relation, described discipleship as a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. I love that, that phrase. I think Isaiah would relate to both of those modern day saints. Whatever we're waiting for, God calls us to be faithful and obedient. Faithful and obedient in meeting together and encouraging one another. Faithful and obedient in studying scripture and praying together. Faithful and obedient in taking opportunities to speak of Christ as they arise. Seeking to be light and salt in the world. It was great for me to be at the Mother's Union uh, Advent lunch yesterday and to hear about some of the work that goes on in one of the local prisons. And we heard from Liz Perry, the prison chaplain. And it just struck me that those members of the Mother's Union who go into that prison uh, week by week from across the deanery, serving teas and coffees and welcoming prisoners' families, they're doing something where it's very difficult to quantify what success looks like but they're being faithful. They're being faithful in showing, demonstrating the love of God in that situation. A big feature of much of our waiting is impatience, a sort of hurry-up mentality. I wish it would happen a bit faster. Whether we're in traffic at the mall or whether we're at a supermarket checkout, I wish this would happen, I wish that would happen. I wish I could get there that bit quicker. But as we wait during Advent, maybe we should change our focus. Maybe we should slow down when the world tells us to speed up. In our impatience and frustration, turning our I wish prayers into I wait prayers. From I wish my life was different to I wait for whatever you have in store for me next, Lord. Be with me as I wait. A long obedience in the same direction with the God who looks with favour on his faithful and obedient children. Let's seek to be those faithful, obedient children. Lord, we recognise that so often we are in a hurry. We recognise that We can often seek for identity and recognition in achievement and success. Forgive us, Lord, when that's the case and we lose sight of you. Help us, Lord, to focus on just being your obedient children, 
reveling in your love and living that out day by day. In Jesus' name, amen.